Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diversive space. Let's do this. I'm really excited to come to you with a new episode of the True um, Spirituality with Ange podcast. But before we start about the topic of today's podcast, I want to make a special announcement. I have decided to archive my Facebook group, True Spirituality with Ange, for the time being. So if you... Um, if you're listening to this podcast from now um, in on the 9th of October, it's no longer possible to join the group. Um, this is one more reason to encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. There will be a link in the show notes um, as this is going to be my main uh, communication channel together with this podcast, obviously, with my audience. So let's start with today's um, topic, which is um, what is this intuition thing, Ange, and, and how does it work? Okay. Um, I'm recording this episode, obviously, because I finished last episode on this, um, on the statement that uh, learning about your intuition is super important on your spiritual journey. Uh, and it's the number one thing, actually. And I've been teaching intuition for over four years, and I've studied it for over 18 years, okay? I run a powerful five-day challenge on how to trust your intuition for three years. People had amazing results. And I published 88 episodes of a podcast called The Intuitive Revolution in Business in June 2021. And that's when it started. I think the last episode was December 2022. To, uh, yeah. And on the back of that, I published a book called The Intuitive Revolution in Business in November 2021. So the book can be found on my shop. Uh, so the website is theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash shop. Scroll down a little bit because um, the first item is not the book. There's several items available. So on, you can conclude from what I'm just so, um, told you now that uh, intuition is my special interest. I have been slightly obsessed with it. Uh, and the main reason is because intuition saved my life. In September 1986, I um, was coming back from an internship in law. I was a law student. I lived in Paris back then, and I had planned to go and do a bit of shopping after work in a multi-story shop called La FNAC, which is an institution in Paris where you can buy books and music. Um, it's it, it used to be my favorite place to shop. Obviously, I can't do that anymore now that I live near Bristol, but um, 
Uh, if you're ever in Paris, I encourage you to visit that place. And um, so I was due to go there. It was 5.30. I was in the metro and suddenly I changed my mind. Didn't want to go anymore. For me at the time, that was very unusual. I was a very predictable girl. I never did things on impulse. And so I even questioned myself, you know, why don't I want to go? And I'd been looking forward to it all week. And then suddenly I decided not to go. Went straight home to my parents. At the time, I still live with them. And on the eight o'clock news, I found out that at the precise moment and the precise um, place where I would have walked through to get into that multi-story shop, a bomb exploded in a bin, um, killing seven people, injuring 55, which still breaks my heart to this day. Um, sadly, you know, since 1986, uh, these events have not stopped. Uh, a lot more people suffer from acts of violence, uh, whether it's collective, whether it's wars, whether it's domestic violence. And well, th there's not a lot I can do at this point with this podcast, but what I wanna say is um, this was a defining moment for me, even though at the time I had no clue that it was my intuition that saved my life. Now we'll talk about it a little bit more this event because it also triggered for me a desire to understand why was I saved, so to speak? Why did I survive? Why did I not go there? Uh, and all, um, you know, if my maths is correct, 62 other people went and suffered dire consequences. And for that reason, um, we will explore this in, the, in an episode on this podcast. I can't tell you when, uh, but that's about destiny, fate, um, but also intuition, because one of the reasons could be because they didn't listen to their own intuition. I can't say for individual cases, and I wouldn't want to look into it because even though I read Akashic Records, which is the soul's, um, like a, the book of life for every single soul, I do not have permission to look into any of these individuals' uh, soul Akashic Records without their permission. And I would never want to do that anyway. Uh, but these, these uh, um, you know, entail some really important questions that we can ask ourselves, because if you're listening to this podcast, you want to find answers, you want to have a sense of purpose, you want to find meaning in things. And it's not always possible, but when we can, it brings this sense of peace that really helps. So uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask as part of this episode is why intuition is not taught in school and why it should. So I've wrote an, a blog post on Medium. You can find me there as the spiritual lawyer uh, without the the at the front. It's just the handle at spiritual lawyer uh, because I actually, my biggest, <laughs> my biggest craziest mission is to get um, intuition on the curriculum all the way from primary school to universities. I feel it's that important, but um, but it's not. It's not taught in school, and and there's a reason for it. It's because um, when you have intuition and when you trust your gut feeling and when you trust that what you feel is right, that means that you are able to smell bullshit. Sorry to say it that way, but it's that's the way, and. I just want to drop here. I've done a bit of research. I've known it for a while. Um, schools as we know them, and I can only talk about the UK, maybe a little bit of Europe. I haven't done the whole research in the rest of Europe. 
Um, but they have only existed as uh, as they are now for the last 200 years, right? Uh, before that, education was reserved to the elite. And of course, it it is a good thing that everybody now accesses in uh, you know education. However, the education system was heavily sponsored by factory owners who had a very clear agenda behind the schooling system. Uh, they were the biggest champion of the Elementary Education Act in 1870 in the UK, which is um, behind the universal education in, in England. And their main goal for education was compliance and literacy. So, um, yeah, because factory owners needed a docile and agreeable pool of workers who wanted to show up on time and do what their managers told them. And sitting in a classroom all day was excellent training for that. Okay. Fact, they were called actually factory schools and they were invented in Prussia. Um, and then and, and the philosophy behind it, which you will see is very, very different from whatever education happened before, is you would put dozens of students, I mean, the reality is now it's more like 30 to 40, so it makes it even more into factory schools. So they all have the same age, they all go through the same curriculum, as if there was a standard and a norm, as if everybody could learn. And you can see why there's so many problems now in schools with special needs and children who struggle to keep up with the education because it has never taken into account the diversity, uh, not even obviously back then, the neurodiversity and special needs. And before that, so you had on the one hand, the elites, and on the other hand, you had mostly artisans and farmers who worked from home and set their own hours. So suddenly they had to squeeze in if they wanted to fit in a factory into very regimented time. They literally were robbed of their own man time management, okay? And, and the factory conditions, um, I don't need to tell you this, but I will say for the sake of completeness, they were very hard conditions. They were demeaning, they were emasculating and often terrible. So, um, you know, <laughs> We think that schools are a progress, and in theory they are, but we need to remember the agenda behind them and um, and that it's not as, as rosy as it looks. Um, I actually talked to a couple of, of teachers in the, in the education system, and they, they suffer a lot from, from the rigidity uh, of the curriculum and all the, the paperwork and everything else. And most of the education that they pushed in these factory schools were more about socials and morals than about actual technical things, okay? And, and this is also very important to understand because in the UK, for example, most, most I was gonna say most churches, no, most schools are Church of, Church of England. So there's a, there's a religious agenda that's been pushed through. And with the current, um, um, conservative agenda, um, this religious, it seems that this religious agenda has been pushed even more forward because they are 
very big on the binary uh, system and on the traditional values of getting married, having kids, which is incredibly detrimental to the LGBT community. And you know how much of an ally I am to the LGBT community. So this breaks my heart. It was almost as we're going backwards. And we thought it would only happen in the in the US, you know, with all the, you know, right to abortion and all these things that have been revoked. Uh, but it's happening in the UK too. And we have to be vigilant. Vigilant, sorry. I don't think complacency is ever um, warranted in democracies, right? So the, these schools, imagine someone coming with their intuition and saying, or someone coming as an autistic child, which is actually, um, I can give you an example from one of my first children. And when he went to school, he challenged why he had to do homework. And the teachers weren't able to tell him why he needed to do homework. And so he never did his homework. And he was, I was regularly called into school. Um, he did very well, by the way. He ended up in the best university, one of the top university engineer, engineering. He had a first degree, but he just didn't want to do homework. He couldn't understand and because nobody could explain to him why it was important to do homework. He didn't do it. And being autistic, you can force him if he didn't want to. So the same would happen if you had intuition that told you, and even as a child, if you could trust your own intuition, if, um, you know, I, I have come across, and I know there's lots of lovely teachers and very well intended, but there's also some abusive teachers. And um, if a child was able to trust their own intuition or their own feelings around what feels wrong when a teacher does something that's wrong, then I think there would be um, there would be better places for children because uh, and, and and if adults could listen to them. So this is um, this is the reason why intuition is not taught in school. This is also the, the reason why I want intuition to be taught in school, because it also prepares children for the bigger world where a lot of adults have um, a discrepancy between the words they say and what they do. And, and when you are able to reconcile these two or understand, then you are better equipped to avoid um, people who manipulate uh, or people who are um, even abusive. So that's very, very important. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific dot com. Um, to go back very, very briefly on the agenda be be behind schools um, in the UK, all these industrials were white, male and privileged. So there was um, a racist agenda behind it. There was um, all sorts of things that are being picked out at the moment, thankfully, uh, and we're far from being where we need to be with this. So um, I, I need to say that as well, intuition as a child has protected me against uh, sexual predators, 
And um, sadly, I have witnessed friends of my age at the time, I was about 12, 13, who didn't trust their intuition as much as I trusted mine and who ended up being abused. And that broke my heart as well. So that's my passion. But what's in it for you today? How can I help you trust and understand your intuition better? Okay. Now, before we even start into my tips, and I will have three tips for you to get started so you can implement them right away. I want you to understand that everyone is intuitive. It has to be a given, right? But because intuition is taught mostly by psychics, it's vastly misunderstood. They see and they hear. Most people will never do that. Okay, so you need to understand your intuition better in order to be able to recognize it when it speaks to you. Like the time when I had uh, I escaped that bomb attempt, my intuition was making me tired. Now nobody's. I know that nobody probably told you that intuition can make you tired and that you needed to, you know, not push through. And and that's something that I naturally do. You know, I was a lawyer. I had a fifteen year career where I traveled the world and we worked. You know, till twelve, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours a day. Not that I'm proud of it. It's not healthy. But that that was the 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 context. And in this context, I can very well push through my tiredness. I do that all the time. I'm so glad, though, that I didn't push uh, through in that particular time because it saved, literally saved my life. Now, I've been watching a TV program that I'm really enjoying called Manifest. Uh, it's probably quite old because I'm catching up with, with programs because I've not watched TV in almost 20, 20 years. And in Manifest, uh, there's a little boy, 10-year-old boy, who had these callings. He's not the only one. His, um, his father has, as well as his aunts, because they've been in the plane that was you know um stranded came back five years after it was supposed to um to land uh, it's a bit supernatural but what i really love about they all have these callings that they don't understand so they see and they hear things so that's more the psychic part of it so remember most people won't experience that especially not outside of themselves but Cal is different than the other ones. He just draw things. And then when he draws things, he realizes there's this thing and he doesn't really understand everything, but he just knows. When his parents ask him, you know, what? Well, how do you know what you know? He says, I just know. And that's how most of us will receive our intuition. It's a knowing. And it's a little bit infuriating because you will not be able to prove anything. You won't have had the vision that is clear. And so you know exactly what's been happening. You think you're making it all up. That's intuition for you. So you need to understand it better, right? Now, the definition of intuition, my definition of intuition, and I know it's different from a lot of other people, is that it's a form of intelligence that does not require thinking, okay? It's a form of intelligence. I actually believe that it sits on your overall knowledge and intelligence and enhances it. It's almost like it's a speaker on a platform. And the more you know, um, the better the speaker is going to be because it has a bigger platform to speak from. So it can be a knowing. It can also be a feeling. And, and this is also quite elusive and quite difficult to trust. So there's a, a big... Um, journey you have to get on to trust your feelings and to trust your 
gut feeling as well and trust your knowing when it happens. It doesn't mean that you become completely delusional, that you believe everything that you think. Uh, and this is also why we'll have an episode on beliefs and how to disconstruct beliefs and how important it is to question our beliefs. But intuition is, is different. I want to give another example about intuition. Um, it's going to be very brief. When I was at uni, there was one girl I really didn't like. I had this really bad gut feeling whenever I was around her. And of course, I felt guilty about it. She'd done nothing to me. I didn't understand why I felt that way. Everybody else adored her. So they actually isolated me and told me, um, you know, that I was jealous of her. That's the reason why da 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 da. Well, three years down the line and, and my gut feeling was confirmed. So I'm really glad I followed my gut feeling as well. But sometimes it comes with a sense of discomfort because you have to depart from your friends or depart from um, maybe the mass of people or how people think. So it is uh, taking you out of your comfort zone. It takes courage to follow your intuition, but I can tell you it is so much worth it. So uh, what's the difference between an intuitive thought and a regular thought? And throughout the years, as I've run all my challenges, I've come across this these two images that I think are quite clear. For me, thoughts are come in a train. I call it the thought train. So you have one thought and then the other one and the next and the next and the next. And they're all linked by some sort of logic. It can be strange logic, but it's still logic. Whereas with intuition, it's more like a bubble that pops up. It's a single thought. And usually it has nothing to do with the train. So you're, you'll be thinking about your grocery shopping and suddenly you'll have a thought, um, call out Maisie. The energy can be different as well. So you could have the same thought, but if it's you thinking and if it's your intuition, it'll feel completely different. Let me give you an example. If you think, don't trust her with your thoughts, not your intuition, it'll feel yucky. It'll feel like fearful whereas if you if you hear don't trust her from your intuition it will feel calm now you might start becoming anxious on the back of it when your logical mind um you know rides that thought because what's going to happen is when you receive an intuitive thought your logical mind your ego will try to deconstruct it as quickly as possible because as i mentioned before it's taking you out of your comfort zone and your uh, logical mind does not want you to go down that road. So it will try to find all the excuses and the reason not to trust or believe that thought. So it's going to be important for you to re recognize this cycle or this um, automatic response so that you, um, and, and this is the reason why I'm, I'm going to get actually to tip number one in, in a couple of seconds. Uh, my tip number one is for this reason, is that you need to capture that thought like you would capture a butterfly as soon as it's, uh, near you because once it's gone it's like dreams they're gone you won't be able to remember them so natural transition really smooth my top tip number one is be a detective okay buy a notebook that you will use as an intuition journal and write down all these random thoughts whenever you see a bubble rather than a train go write it down in your journal only uh, leave half a page after the thought so that you have time to get back to it in the future and then draw a line and then you have another entry in your journal. And the reason we want to do that is because it could take a couple of hours for you to understand why you had that random thought. 
or random image or symbol, but it could also take you weeks or it can even take you six months. So you want to be able to go back to review and, and like and understand why your intuition gave you that information. Because intuition doesn't come with a full set of instructions. Sometimes it won't make sense at all. And that's actually quite clear in the in the film manifest in the series. Um, they, they're only given one bit of information. They don't really know what it applies to. So they, they a, a lot of the work that they have to find out is to do a bit of research to, to understand what, what was the guidance. Tip number two, and there'll be three tips on this podcast is don't attach sorry don't attach expectations to your intuition just because you were shown to have a discussion with that person doesn't mean that they have to become a client of yours um just because you're asked to be in a certain place at a certain time doesn't mean that this is going to benefit you um you know in, in in terms of money um so you need to receive it trust it act on it but let go of the what you think should be the outcome from the action that you've taken, because it's never going to be quite what you think it's going to be, but just trust it and trust that it's a process and that there's several steps and that you'll be shown the next step when you need to. Okay. It's a little bit like walking in the dark or walking with a blindfold. And I find it very, very frustrating, but honestly, um, when the outcome comes, when the, uh, when things manifest through intuition, it will blow your mind. There's some, beautiful and it's not something that you could ever create with your logical mind so this is my invitation tip number three is learn about your own beliefs and what is meaningful to you and this was actually discussed in in manifest as well which i thought wow maybe they had an intuitive or a psychic on board to write this series because it is quite accurate for the most part uh, and the reason is because your intuition will use your entire belief system and it will use your entire symbology. I call it symbology. So everything that means something to you will be used to try and, and put the message through. And in order to illustrate that, I want to share a little bit about the time I went to settle my second son into university. I was a little bit anxious to let him out of the of the house Um it's always been a little bit hard for me to let go of my children. I tend to worry about them and want to protect them. And so I was down there and um, and kind of concerned when I walked past um, a statue, a sculpture, not statue, uh, of three planes by the beach. And the sign, it was a sign from my intuition to show me that my father would be, my father who's in, in, in the spirit world at the moment, uh, when I say at the moment, he might decide to reincarnate at some point. I have no idea, but he's definitely not my dad in this life, uh, in this incarnation anymore. And and the, the the sign of the three planes was very, very clear from my dad, because on the day he died, um, three planes flew in the sky when we received the news of his death. So that was very comforting for me. And whether you think it's my intuition or my dad or something else, I think I want to put everything in that same bag. Um, you know, the signs, the the thoughts that you might receive, the synchronicities, all that is, um, I suppose, a higher form of intelligence, whether it's yours, uh, it's debatable. I think for me, a lot is more outside of me. I don't consider all this my my own intelligence, but it, it's whatever feels right for you. Again, we're, we're talking about your intuition, what feels right. Okay. 
Um, I do have something special for you if you want to learn how to trust your intuition uh, better. I invite you to head over to my Thinkific platform, spirituallawyer.thinkific.com, because my signature five-day program to trust your intuition, which I run for three years, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast episode, is now available as a paid course. So um, if you want to start your journey uh, to learn about your intuition from someone who um, has a knowing and who's been studying intuition for a very long time, then this is my invitation. Uh, And of course, I encourage you as well to go and check the podcast out, the other podcast, The Intuitive Revolution in Business, the 88 episode. There's so much content in there. Um, I think you're going to love it. And check out my book in the online shop, theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. One more thing before I go. To celebrate the launch of this show, I'm giving away hundreds of pounds worth of gift cards. If you win, you get to choose whether you redeem these gift cards against my Trust Your Intuition Evergreen training or one um, of my business Akashic Records sessions or packages. So if you'd like to win one of these amazing prizes, there are two ways that you can enter. The first way is that you could give me um, a review on iTunes. I I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. And if, of course, you feel that this podcast is five stars quality, then you can rate the podcast with five stars. That would be amazing. But most importantly, I want your honest feedback so that I can incorporate it into future episodes and make it even better. All the reviews are entered into the prize draw, no matter how many stars you give me. Now, unfortunately, iTunes doesn't share the details of who has left a review. So I need you to save a quick screenshot of your review and email it to me at truespiritualitysummit at gmail.com. And if you're unsure of how to leave a review, go to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash podcast launch for all the details. The other way you can enter is by sharing one of my social media posts about the podcast on Facebook or LinkedIn. Again, to be entered into the prize draw, take a quick screenshot and email it to me at truespirituality.summit at gmail.com. Do both and you will be entered into the draw twice. And if you didn't quite catch all these details, head over to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash forward slash podcast launch for step-by-step instructions on how to leave a review and how to enter the prize draw.